comments but I will comment back and DM anyone who uh who messages um after this so um we're just gonna get right into it um because we haven't put out a podcast in a couple of weeks so um I was talking to Mac the other day and I think we've talked about this before but our mental health comes first and so when there's shit that's going on in our lives really (laughs) real shit until I get paid to do this my mental health comes first. Absolutely. I mean, I will show up to work that I hate every single fucking day despite my mental health because that's just who I am. But, like, until I'm getting paid for it, I'm not going to do yes. that. So, I hope, I, well, I hope, I pretty much feel like I know that everyone who listens to this at this point. Understands you guys. Absolutely. Everyone yeah. Does, yeah. I'm going to point this more towards your face. Okay. You are loud, but you're... Can you hear yourself pretty well? Hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Okay, cool. Um, So our mental health comes first. So we're we're both going through... I mean, the whole world is really going through shit. (laughs) These these planet retrograde things are really fucking us all up. But 2020, you know, we'll just... We'll try again next year, you know? It's Jumanji year. 2019, I trashed you, and then yeah. 2020, I was like... Get it all out. Yeah. You know what? That that actually leads... I, that's a great segue, actually, into the story. So, oh, yeah. Because this is something I will also talk about um, probably as the year goes on. I just wanted to kind of get through this first year. But, like, so June 15th, 2019, my partner died. His name was Albert Adams. I talk about him all the time. If you follow me at all, um, if you don't and you're listening to this, I don't know why you don't follow me, but if you follow me, (laughs) uh, you'll know that I post about it. I have a highlight story if you're listening to this later. Um, You can go check that out. Um, We were together um, a little over two and a... I think it was about two and a half years, so... Valentine's Day. Yeah, so when he died, it really kind of... Obviously, it fucking wrecked me, so... That's a, (laughs) that's probably an understatement. So mental health for the last year has really been for me, like learning to just not try to accomplish anything, which is like for, yeah, for achievers. I mean, who, who can really do that? You know, like it's, and especially during COVID, like I didn't really have a hard time adjusting to it. And a lot of people, I was like, you know, in my head, I was like, why is this so, and then I realized it's like, I have already been practicing. We've been staying home. <laughs> I've been staying home, you. I've been, I've been depressed as hell. You're so. like, this isn't what everyone was doing? I'm fine. Yeah, no, I was, I was depressed as hell, so I just, I stayed home, and 
my therapist kind of was like, you know, just take care of you and what, what would it like? She basically put it as like, what would it be like to just exist? Well, I remember the phrase that night that I called you and I was definitely not the person to talk to you, but you were with Alex and Mac and they said, Laura, you need to learn just exist. Yeah. And it's hard sometimes because our whole family has productivity anxiety like we have to be doing something or else we feel like pieces of shit and so just existing is actually one of the hardest things for us but we we did it it, it was hard as fuck but we did it yeah but we you know we made it through we made it out now um, we're just in jumanji for, well, year. I yeah i was gonna say i don't know i don't know if we've made it through but i was gonna say saying, I'm very we're optimistic. on the other side of this roller coaster and we're on a, a downhill I okay guess. so that's what i thought every time i think that <laughs> it, goes it's a roller, shit, so. it goes right back up it's fucking yeah so i so i got through the my one year anniversary of it and oh, that kind of was like my well, anniversary. I call it a death anniversary. Yeah, I don't fuck. think there's a good like. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. So I got through that, and then literally I was like, I got this, you know. And then I found out some other shit that I'm not ready to talk about <sighs> yet, but I will because the universe just likes to fuck with me. Yeah, Laura is definitely the one to be fucked with. I guess, like, and it's just like, oh, it's just so ridiculous. Anyway, so then leads us so my life was going and I was like oh my god it's fucking crazy and then I had my birthday so that was the other fucked part is like my boyfriend died six days give or take a week before my birthday cool like fucking awesome love that for me um it was fucking horrible tragic tragic <laughs> to say the least you're like you were living in a fucking yes Shakespeare you cannot world. <laughs> Man, I don't know what kind of world it is. It was Trauma. I kept describing I kept describing it as like the horror movie I never wanted to live oh, in. Like yeah. it just felt like I woke up every day and I was like, Oh my I god, this is my fucking life. I tried to convince myself that it was fake. Yeah. I dissociated so bad, I didn't even come back for the funeral. I could not. And people might have thought I was a bitch and maybe I was for that, but like I cannot do death. It is so hard for me. Yeah. So, and, oh, I mean, it's just, and what I've learned from that, and so this goes into the next, we can, like, Corrine start telling her story. But, you know, people, uh, you know, they cope differently. People cope in different ways, and some people cope by dissociating. I cope by not dissociating, but by avoiding, like, you know, I don't know if anyone was there for my eulogy, but I definitely tried to tell jokes. I I mean, people laughed, but, I mean, it was who Albie was, but I was... It was honestly, it was a lot for me. It was so that I didn't feel like my world was actually falling apart. So thank you for laughing at my jokes. No, there was this girl (laughs) that I met this past week who her dad had just died, and that's why she was in there. Oh, poor girl. She she literally, all she did was make jokes. And, like, you... That's what people want is for you to laugh at them. Like, otherwise they wouldn't make the joke. Like, yeah. sometimes that's the only way of coping is just fucking laughing. Make the joke because dark it's dark. Humor. Yeah. Because I think, well, and a lot of people have said that if you don't know this, you know, comedy comes from, tra- like, Trash. it comes from the same. It can It all comes from the same action. So it's just how you choose to. Yeah. Live it. So, yeah. Um, so, Corrine just said while I was in there, so if you don't follow us, you don't know, Corrine just spent a week in the fucking loony bin. Nine so days, longest week oh, of yeah. my life. Sorry. It's a, it, <laughs> a nine days, it's week. a long week. <laughs> it was a long, yeah. an actual long yeah. week. Yeah. 
So it was for me, you know, after my birthday, people at my birthday started to notice. And I was like, I don't know, dude. I think she's just kind of manic. Like, it just started to get Kind bad. of manic. Kind of we'll manic. We'll say completely and totally, absolutely off the wall, manic and crazy. Okay, well... <laughs> Otherwise, I wouldn't have ended up in there. I'm always manic. I'm always cleaning and organizing and upset that people are fucking dirty hoes. But also, I went off the wall. I was trying to be like, the world is ending. I'm leaving clues everywhere for everybody. And people were like, uh, that's not how this works. She was like packing bags to like run away and shit. I and thought I, just... I was the master of disguise. I, can't, I got all these fucking masks and shit. Like, dude... This shit was not okay. It was like, not okay, but like, it was not okay. I kept, okay, so what I did for that was, I was oh, just, Jesus. you know. I, she was just there. I was she just was there. I was like, you know, like, there. maybe, I was like, <laughs> I really truly thought it was a manic episode, and it I was, was like, she'll come down, and then I realized she was losing space and time it and was. living in a delusion. I was. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? Everything yeah. was associated. Yeah. Everything was like a loop and yeah. she was call she started calling all of her ex-boyfriends. Yeah. They- Don't worry about that. Sorry guys. Yeah, sorry. Love you. Love you. Sorry. But that's if you followed her or me, you'll know her Instagram started getting a little crazy. Yeah. And that's when I was like, hey, so she ca- she basically yeah. texted our dad to pick them up. Yeah. Or to pick or to come pick her up because she wanted to go to Holiday World. If you were in Kentucky you I was know. trying to go back to the my childhood. Yeah, so she was trying to like sucks. relive Adulting sucks, yeah. and I was, still am, not accepting this whole adulthood. We are professional children We're just for the trying rest to of get forever. paid to be professional children. Yeah. That's all. We're, we're trying our fucking best. Hey, Irish. We're about to get to the Looney Bin stories, guys, so just Lord hang, hang out for just a fucking second. Yeah, we'll tell Lord, one, and then we'll cut the live. She but. tried to watch me for a couple of weeks, maybe three weeks, and then she could not do it anymore, and I fucking hated her for it for a couple <laughs> of days. I was like, why couldn't you just send me on vacation? Why can't you do this? But, like, it was bad. It was actually yeah. Really so it bad. wasn't. Re- I don't know that it was a couple of weeks, but it was definitely the like when it was bad, bad, and I wasn't leaving because when I realized I couldn't leave her by herself, yeah, it was like oh my god, this is a twenty four hour job, and I, she thought she was sleeping. So she no, thought, I was, but I was only sleeping a couple of hours, and yeah, I was perceiving she she it as more. seven. So I would like turn on my YouTube meditation app, and I would just be like okay, I'm good. And then I would sleep and everyone was like, no, Corinne, you've only been sleeping a couple of hours. I was like, I slept seven to eight hours. I'm fine. And I was like, Corinne, it's not possible. I've been staying up with you. And she's like, no, I swear. So it was just like these things that like, you just could not convince her that like, it did not happen like that. Yep. And Yep. It was starting to be, like, I started to get really yep. worried, obviously, so then Dad was like, yeah, I'll come, but I didn't, obviously, I didn't really tell anyone how bad it was, because well, I just thought like it was... you're like my ride or die. You always Yeah, dude, like, I just me. thought you were gonna, like, crash, and then I was like, fuck, this bitch Never isn't crashing, crash. she's getting worse. Like, I, well, I wouldn't call it worse, I was just I saying, I go hard or go home. <laughs> I was apparently sprinting everywhere, so I was like, I gotta go save the fucking world, and Laura's like, you, 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 you gotta fix yourself, you gotta save yourself, you can't, you can't, okay, stop sprinting, you, you yeah. can't save the world, um, so yeah, that's what kind of ended me, I literally thought when my dad and Laura took me in, I was about to go speak to Obama, because I had it all figured out, 
and I was like speaking to the entire Shut the world. Fuck up. I was like, oh, they they want me to get a counselor, quote unquote. I'm actually going to meet Obama and fucking tell the world that I figured this shit out. And I ended up in the fucking loony bin. <laughs> so let's just say I tried my best to save you all and it didn't work and I had to go save my fucking self. So you're welcome. I'm sorry. Um, let's just say I did it out of a good place. I did it out of the well kindness of my heart and I apologize if I hurt anyone in the process. I spent nine days in hell for my sins. So there's that. There's definitely that. So I'll leave on this note so you can know that like Corrine went to the loony bin and made it her bitch. Like, oh, yeah. these stories are so fucking oh, funny. Yeah. First night, man. That shit. But she talks to, like, I, they called me, so we dropped her off. I'm traumatized because, so this is something that I'm also down to talk about later. So now I've been, I also went to a loony bin when I was, I hate calling it loony bin. If you're offended no, by that, no, I don't fucking it's care. A it's joke, a joke, motherfuckers. Like, it, the whole thing is a fucking joke. It's an joke. actual joke. Like, oh, Jesus. If I didn't make fun of myself the whole time I was in there, I would have actually wanted to kill myself. <laughs> and that that's not a joke. That's like, not that a shit joke. will drive it's you bad. fucking crazy. It's actually bad. It'll literally put you in this place that makes you not want to be alive because you are surrounded by the darkest people. The darkest people who are actually at the darkest actually. crazy. And, like, for both of us, we, I mean, we live in a very fairy tale world because that is what our parents painted a picture of for us. And for me to be around a lot of dark people is not okay. Like it literally was driving me crazy. Yeah. Well, I like I obviously I'm I don't see it like that. Like I don't feel like that ever. Just I the military kind of. Yeah, yeah. You've gone through a lot different life. I've lived a very shallow. I think the word sheltered. Sheltered. Ish. Yeah. Like, sheltered ish. It's more. It's more a matter of like everything that I've seen. I've seen in a good light. So like any of the homeless people I've met have been there to help me versus hurt me, and any of the people mm-hmm. that have been there in a dark time actually were just hurt. <gasps> Emma join. Hi, sister. Hi, sis. But it, it's more a matter of, like, I just have always seen things in, in a very bright light, and to be in such a dark place was pretty horrible. So, basically, they draw me off. Laura has her side of the story. <laughs> yeah, but... so, yeah. So, it was traumatizing for me in that I was like, fuck, like, I didn't want it. I fought it the whole week. I was like, because if, in my opinion, if you can keep it within the community... And you can help those people without doing that. Because it is kind of a traumatizing thing to go. It's something that you just, like, you are never ready for when you go. Because you're already out of your mind. Then you have to get taken away. They basically break it down. Break your mind down. Take out all other variables. Yeah. Like, what is actually fucking you up? They have to you break you. Like, they and are it in sucks there. that that's how it works. They play but good cop, bad cop. The whole fucking deal. That's just how it is for whatever reason. I don't know if that's right or wrong. I'm not here it, to say you that. You have to do it because yeah. otherwise people... I'm not a medical professional. So. No, they can't see things from both sides. So, like, there are therapists in there that would purposely try to make you leave the therapy in order for you to define your boundaries. Mm. And there would be therapists in there that didn't want to make you leave because they actually wanted to sit through the whole thing with you. And it was just kind of one of those things that it's like, I think both sides are good. And these people were like, are they doing that on purpose? I go, no, like 
every therapist that's in there has their ways and if it works for people it works and that's why they have multiple therapists that's why they have multiple group therapies they have activity therapy they have therapy for you speaking they have therapy for every aspect of meditation in whatever way you could choose and you just have to cope with the one that makes you feel better so as Hmm. soon as i found out the talking therapy didn't help me i stopped i started leaving and i just started drawing and writing and coloring and like activity therapy was my thing like they called laura and they were like she's working out literally all the time is that normal (laughs) she's like oh no no no, that's normal i was like that's totally normal everyone was like you were doing yoga and dancing and i'm like that that's that's me they almost didn't let me out because like i was still doing that shit and they thought that that was me being crazy and laura had to like confirm like oh no 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 that's just how she i was like no that's super yeah because i'm the same way i have to work out a lot or else i don't know what it is we we think it's like our genetics anxiety the fact that we feel like we have to be our dad was a distance runner yeah our mother's always been pretty active my grandmother and great-grandmother both walked like every single day of their lives pickleball ever yeah my other yeah my mother's parents play pickleball and they're in like five softball leagues like yeah we're just very we have i I don't know it's in my genetics to be just extremely active to be extreme in everything not even extremely active just (laughs) Just everything we do is extreme and they were like you shouldn't be having to work out that much i go like i shouldn't be but like i am here we are and i couldn't sleep and i couldn't eat and like i it was just one of those things where they were i was like the only way now that after you have broken me that i'm going to get normal is if you let me out because otherwise i will continue to not eat and sleep and i will actually just die from that like jesus yeah so the so getting into because so I said we kind of I kind of went off but you know so I dropped her off you know it was awful for me because I didn't want to I was like this is fucking traumatizing like I can't do this my sister and I was like actually I have to do this for my sister because this is the fucking like I cannot do this someone will get hurt so I drop her off and then you know, we wait. If you've ever done anything like you just fucking wait. It's every doctor's it's office ever. It's a waiting game. They just fucking sit there. But I won. They said I'm the fastest person that I've ever intaken because every time I had to go to the bathroom, I pressed the emergency button. <laughs> I was like, this is an emergency. Staples, that was fucking easy. Now let me to the fucking bathroom. And I locked myself in the bathroom and I said, I'm putting myself in solitary confinement. You cannot fucking have me. If you don't give me a bathroom, you can give me fucking oh my god yeah so they called me back there and they were like they were like hey hey you know hey sis you know she's getting antsy and i was like trying to finish a statement because you have to take a statement and so she was like (laughs) they're like oh i was like okay sorry they were like time is of the essence right now i was like oh okay yeah sure they were like no she's just she's getting real antsy i was like yeah she'll keep you on your toes and she said no she keeps pressing my medical emergency button like the big red button on the wall code it's like blue the, code calls blue. the entire the entire hospital oh, on the intercom outside everywhere <laughs> so every time i press the button these motherfuckers knew i was in this bitch they heard code blue all fucking day and they're like who is this bitch the whole fucking ward doesn't matter what side staff patients knew about me because I was that fucking bitch that was pressing code blue all day. Oh. Fastest intake in the entire world because 
Most people are in there in eight hours. I was in there, they said, in under three, which is the fastest intake they had. I would have been so pissed if I had sat, had to sit in that fucking hospital they were for like, eight hours. I, I was exhausted. So, first and foremost, record breaker there. You're welcome. High five. High five. Oh, yeah. And That's my bitch. <laughs> yeah. Literally, the staff was like, oh, God, this is hilarious. Like, they were excited that I was there because I, no one was scared of me. They're like, she's not going to hurt anyone. This Which is just about I, to be yeah. the funniest fucking time of our lives because she's going to go off on everybody. Like, literally everybody. Hello. Yeah. Iris said the intakes take forever. They fucking do. No, I shortest, because I'm not playing that game. If you want to intake me, intake me. Otherwise, send me the fuck home, because I ain't playing those games. Yeah. And they're like, well, when you're back there. And then, so while I was in there, I, like, started freaking out. They made me leave the bathroom, because I couldn't put myself in solitary confinement, because it was supposedly a public restroom. And it, they're going to laugh at me. They're like, it is a public restroom. It's not supposedly a public <laughs> But, um, so then I get really, like, upset, and I see Fred and Anton, who are, like, still to this day, like, fucking saved me in there. Like, there were a few people that did. But those were the first ones, and I was like, I trust you guys more than I trust these snaky-ass women, blah, blah, blah. I need you guys to hold my hand. I'm scared. (laughs) So I'm sitting there, like, holding Anton and Fred's hand. I'm like, you guys don't understand. Like, these women are out to get me. I'm so fucking scared. Like, I literally, like, in my world, like, I could not trust women because they did not understand me and like I could only trust men because well men are used to dealing with crazy bitches so like it just kind of made <laughs> sense in my head and also Laura's and Max's r- number one rule is don't be a racist so like every time I saw black people I was like this is them they're gonna fucking help me like I don't know why I like made don't that. be a racist don't wash your fucking hands yes. so the animals. whole time I was in there I was not being a racist and washing my hands that's how I got out so early because I was like this is Laura and Max rules. I gotta live by them. Like, if I don't live by them, I will not get out of here. And like, drink water and take snacks are also yes. Lists. Drink water and take. And Call me dogmatic. Any, I love no, my rules. Anytime I was up in the middle of the night, I was drinking water, eating some cheese cubes. That's a Devil Wears Prada fucking uh-huh. diet. Um, either way, it was. It, it was pretty interesting. So I got back there after Fred and Anton had to freaking sit there with me for a while while I went mm. off. And then I laid on the floor and started singing songs. And I was, like, making up my own music. And it was just, it, it was a That's very hilarious. interesting. It was actually a very beautiful song. And if I remembered it, I would sing it for you guys because it was wonderful. But I literally don't remember <laughs> it. But I don't but, remember um, it. I was like, I put myself under the chairs like I was fucking dying. And then I go, oh. <laughs> I start singing fucking opera and shit. Like, I was like, let me just kill myself real quick while these people take forever to intake. Oh my god. Put myself under the chairs. Just go like this. Oh, so. Okay. Oh my god. Okay, well, I'm going to cut that for our live. I will end it on. All the jokes about suicide are made in not in joking light. In, light in light because I think when you get to this dark of you a understand. place, you understand. If you're not, if you know, you know. If you're not part of the I've know, ever wanted to kill myself know. club, you're. I'm. I'm so happy for you. Like you're I truly welcome. am. Like go to the loony bin and change your mind. Most like I really wish my life had been that good. I. I don't know. I don't I've know. Never what I'm wanted to kill missing, myself but. until. I've met all the people in there, and then I was yeah. like, this sounds fucking And horrible. for me, like, I, I was like, wow, that's really cool. Because, like, my backstory, and then I'll tell it on another episode, is, like, 
I started thinking about, like, I remember specifically asking one of our pastor's, like, daughters about suicide when I was, like, 10. I was like, do you go to heaven when you, like, when you kill yourself? Because it's like, if they think that suicide is a sin, then why would you go, you know, if that's your last sin and you can never ask for forgiveness then, like, did it count? Like, yeah. you know, it just was, like, I mean, for, for a 10-year-old, a like, question. what the fuck? But then I also remember literally nobody gave me an answer. They just hugged me and said You know something what my nice. thought like, on that is? And this it, could be right or wrong. But I take the rest in peace very literally. So say you did die of yeah. an overdose or you died because it was your final pain as your pleasure... Mm-hmm. I think that as long as you are at peace with your own death, you are resting in peace, whatever that may be to you. I agree. That's a good way to look at it. And, like, that's something that I've also learned a lot in the last years. Like, no one talks about death. No one talks about suicide. Because people don't So if it makes you it. uncomfortable, skip this episode. Go to the light ones with Mac. I don't know. But yeah. deep down, it's all this repressed and suppressed. This one will still be funny. So. There's just a lot of dark humor. We'll see. There that. is. And I think we all kind of need it right now. Perfect. Oh, fuck. All right, Live is going off. off. Yep. Perfect timing. My iPhone sword is full. It's fucking story of my life. Turn that off. Right. We'll go right back. Okay, so you might not get the live video because Corinne just roasted me on my technological um, incompetence because I've been refusing to pay an extra dollar for the iCloud storage. I don't know, because of who I am as a person. Our parents taught us about, like, save your money, but I'm like, if it's one dollar, I am, okay, I pay for no ads on YouTube because it is my sanity. I pay for one (laughs) dollar apps if they are my sanity. I'm sorry if it's $1. Who fucking cares? It's $1. Okay. It is. No, she is absolutely right. I just told... She was like, well, I'm assuming you're not, like, using something, like, another, like, Google Photos or whatever. I was like, no, I'm just technologically fucking dumb. So, like, if I'm not used to it, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. And then I just don't fuck with it. And then I avoid it because that's my coping mechanism. I just... You remember me talking in, like, one of the first episodes about unopened mail i still have that pile i never went through that pile it's a year of mail because i felt like i deserved that i'm like when your boyfriend dies you deserve to not deal with anything real for an entire year and so i did that and now mail and dishes yes and laundry. Yeah. Those are like so, the three. Uh, that's how my life's been for the last It's fine. Fucking, it's oh, it's totally great. Fine. It's fucking good now. So I came back it was and a, I it was organized the junk room, which isn't a junk room. It was an art room, but it was. She, so for, hold on, because you said came back. So she came back from California where oh, yeah, she yeah. was living. Yeah. Around Christmas. And then she was like, so can I like live? I'm like, well, I do Mooch have this extra for room. A little bit. <laughs> I was like, well, I do have this extra room, I guess, you know. Of course, you're going like, to clean it. Yeah, I was like, but I threw, I did the adult thing and threw all of my shit into another room where you couldn't see it. Storage. Storage yeah, unit. It was a storage that you just don't open the door to, ever. Yeah. It's fine. So now this is, that's, this is where our live video was. If you were on it, you were one of, like, six people ever yeah, that will see it see because it. apparently it's gone forever. Yep, because I can't welcome. figure out my storage. <laughs> Anyways, so back to the story. Back to the story. Sorry for the sidebar, guys. I will get better with technology. 
It's fine. Just know this is hard for me. Oh my goodness. So I told her I'd just pay the dollar a month and invest in her storage. And so now here we are. Which I'm like, <laughs> I obviously, I'm not going to take money from Corrine, who, who is literally like coming off of being homeless. Like it's fine. She's just like, you're pissing me off. I'm going to give you a dollar. I have the first one in my wallet. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> Fucking roasting me. So now yeah. I'm going to get more storage. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. Growth. Progress, not yes. perfection. Yes. Growth. And Ugh. that is, that's what this episode is all about, is growth. productivity, productivity and, growth and growth from productivity, and also from doing nothing. Balance. Yes. It's called balance. Yes. And you so, have to work hard to relax hard. Yes. That's how that works. You know. If you didn't know. You have to work six jobs and then you won't get tired. <laughs> that's the kind of the theory. You work, you work five jobs, that's why you're exhausted. We don't make the rules. You it's work science. six of them, then you will not get tired. You're welcome for those of you working five jobs wondering why you're exhausted. That's that the key. that sixth one. Yes. You're good. Yes, pretty much. So, after I had my whole meeting with Obama, which was actually just the administration office, I got sent back with Fred and Cam and Anton. Fred and Anton were the ones that held my hand. Cam was uh, the guy that had the music, but Cam, get better music. I told you to play my playlist. (laughs) And no one ever played my playlist. We could have changed the whole vibe up in there, but instead we got to listen to freaking 90s and 2000s music. So whatever, it's fine. So I get back there, and I'm like confused why I'm in there or what's going on. And I thought at this point my family had put me on set to be in a live reality TV show in order to change this mental institution. So I was like, all right, if I'm in here to change this shit, that's what I'm going to do, and I'm going to start making my demands now. I'm missing like four hours of the day because the first part I remember is being at night at about 9 p.m. after their last outdoor time at 8.45. So I got in there at like 4 p.m. Mm-hmm. So I'm missing like five hours of time that I have like no idea what happened. I literally, wow. I have no idea that whole part of the day is not there. But I tune in at about 9 p.m. and I want outdoor time. And they will not give it to me because it is scheduled outdoor time and you can't just go outside whenever you want. Which, first off, that is alone is going to drive a person crazy. I can't leave when I want to leave, even if it's outside to a gated area. Like, I get it because, like, they don't want to follow you around everywhere. Which, I was on a 1-1, which means somebody was watching me because I had put myself in solitary confinement. And immediately after, I used the bathroom about 10 times, and they took me off a 1-1 because they were annoyed with following me. <laughs> so they were like, I cannot chase this girl around. She's literally running everywhere, and she's going to the bathroom, like, every 10 minutes. I was like, every fucking staff member at Oakwood Springs to know I did that for a fucking week. I understand, but fuck you. I did it for free. Yeah. I, you are getting paid. Yeah. 
No, they didn't want to, so immediately I was taken <laughs> off a of 1-1, because they're like, ah, she's not harming anyone. She's just going to the yeah. bathroom. Yeah. So yeah. then I get put on a line of sight, meaning, like, people have to watch me at all times, even while I'm sleeping. And I'm like, well, and I, like, tried to close the door. They're like, you can't close the door. And I was like, why not? And they were like, they were like, because. And, like, no one could give me reasons for anything. They would just, like, throw terminology at me. And I'd be like, I have no idea what that means. <laughs> like, I'm not on your fucking staff. And, like, they, they would sit there and they would, they thought I was, like, an undercover person trying to, like, fuck with them. And I was like, I'm not undercover. I literally just have no idea what the fuck you're talking about right now. So, I... It, Tune in at 9 p.m. after my whole blackout, and I'm yelling at these people because they won't let me go outside, and then they say they're going to give me a shot, and I'm like, no, it says in my fucking records that you cannot give me a shot. I was like, I hate needles, I hate shots, you can give me a pill, but I don't even want pills, call my fucking sister right now to pick me up. I was like, I need my fucking lawyer, I need my sister, and I'm owning your hospital by fucking tomorrow because I'm not getting a fucking shot. And then... They did not believe that, that I would own the hospital, and, well, here I am, not owning the hospital, but I ran into the bathroom in my sister's dress and turned on the shower because I was pretending like it was rain, and they were like, you need to get out the shower, you need to come get your shot. I was like, I will not be coming out of the bathroom until you call my sister, call my lawyer, let them know that you are giving me a shot. I do not want the shot. I would rather you read me a bedtime story instead. I will go to sleep, I promise. But if I do not go to sleep after the bedtime story, then legally you can give me the shot. They're like, no, nah, we're giving you the shot no, now, bitch. No. And I was like, I do not want the shot. I'm coming out of the shower now to let you know you're doing this against my will. This is this shot is not what I want. So I sit, there's literally five people cornering me after I get out of the shower. I change, I sit down. I'm literally in the corner because I'm like scared at this point and there's five people around me. And I'm like, I'm like, look at every single person. I, I go, you as my witness, I do not want this shot. They go, yes. I go, okay, it's the rules literally in my fucking paper that you are not allowed to give me a shot and you're doing this. So, you know I don't want this shot? Yes. You know I don't want this shot? Yes. I asked all five people. Two of them left the room. I held Fred's hand and... They gave me the shot against my will. I will still say that. I told them all week. I was like, that was shot rape. And I was like, Fred had to hold oh me down. Oh, my God. And they were like, why are you acting like Fred was the bad guy? I'm like, because he held me down for the shot. They are like, he held your hand, Corey. And I was, like, <laughs> I was like, okay, fine. I forgive you, Fred, but you're still there for it. And I trust you, but also I'm really fucking pissed at you. But also, why did you do me like that? Yeah. yeah. And he was trying to help me. Like, I don't blame him for that. But freaking. I thought about drugging you all week. And I so they so gave me the shot. I, I went to sleep and I was like, I'm the most uncomfortable I've ever been around people. I cannot trust these people. I told them specifically in my paperwork, like how I wanted to be treated. And they went complete the opposite way right off the bat. And now I'm in this situation where I'm uncomfortable and I can't trust the people who are supposed to be taking care of me. And then I pass out and I sleep until like 9 a.m. And nobody even woke me up for vitals. Like, wow. And they take vitals every morning at 5.30 a.m. So like that, either they did it while I was sleeping, which I, I don't they think did they did, it. but I'm pretty sure they left me alone because oh, really? that's how bad it was. Wow. And they were like, they were checking on me because I was line of sight. So they were checking on me like every 10 minutes or something to make right. sure I'm fucking alive. But like, no, I don't think they took my vitals. So. Wow. That morning I wake up and I 
am taken apparently now I know it was to the spiritual service at the time I had no idea what was going on and I thought we were going to breakfast or something I had missed breakfast it was 9 a.m and so I I was like okay cool we all go and get a drink I get like grapefruit mixed with like orange juice or something like that and we're sitting there listening to Mongo shout out to Mongo he's the spiritual leader there but um I'm out of it I didn't know where I thought we were just listening to this guy while we were drinking our breakfast we didn't even have food I, just, I don't know I, I was confused I didn't even realize like we were in a spiritual fucking and he starts preaching and I'm like amen yeah this is an awesome breakfast and then I start rubbing grapefruit juice on my face because my eyes feel swollen from the shot and they're like what are you doing and I was like it's grapefruit it's good for the eyes my eyes feel... and they're like all right we're taking you back so Tracy and Fred shout out to Tracy because I fucking love him um, take me back, and they're like, you tripping, girl. You, you tripping. That was the phrase they kept using to me. Oh, you tripping, girl. You need to calm down. And Tracy was like, I did not realize you were that woke, but also, like, no, you cannot act out like that. It is not allowed. They will never let you out. Like, you, you got it. They're like, girl, you tripping. And then I don't remember. I don't remember a lot of the really bad times because my brain's way of processing trauma is to just, like, forget about that shit. So most of the stories are just going to be funny and, like, all the in-between times were probably fucking horrible and slow motion and I have no idea what was going on because, like, I was in the middle of a psychotic break and I was just confused. So I'm calling them, like, in the first couple days. I don't remember my days at that point in time. Um... And I was like, pick me up from here. They're violating my rights, blah, blah, blah. I'm, like, going off on everybody. <laughs> she was, like, trying to get me to, like, find her a lawyer. And Which, in reality, like, did, yeah. I still to this day believe that they should not have done that to me. And yeah. I wholeheartedly believe no, that you should not, not treat mental patients against their will because that will make you more mental. Like, that is... It does. That's why I was, okay. like, I knew that, like... Dude, yeah, sorry, I'm going to cut you off real no, quick. No, so No, like, that is exactly why I knew, because, like, in my head, when I was like, okay, we have to take her here, it's been 10 years, literally, it, I was, so, like, I was 16 when I went. Yeah. So, I'm like, it's been 10 years, surely, in the Things progress of mental health, they would change it to not be treated like a prison. Still, but yeah. it is, and I'm like, I don't know that there's a. Again, I'm not a medical professional. I don't know that there's a better way, there but it is. is there I've has to there. be. I actually found the better way. If you want my advice, I will let you know, and you will have the most perfect mental institution. But it's fine. But it's fine. Anyway, no, that's why I wanted to keep her home as long as I could, because I knew. Because I was like, it was traumatizing for me. It's trauma- yeah. everyone that I've talked to about. Yeah. It, they're like, it is hard and it is traumatizing, yeah. but it is like. Sometimes, Sometimes you, you fucking need, need yeah. that break. It's the break yeah. that you need. I wouldn't they say you need all the bullshit. They force you to slow down. Like, they, it yeah. is the fact that they force you to slow down, and, like, if you're sprinting like me, they would not let me go until I decided to sit down because yeah. I was working out, and I was like, this is my mental health. And they were like, no, you have to learn to do, like, the opposite of what you've been doing because obviously that's what's driving you crazy. So if all you're doing is working out, that's fine, but we're not going to send you home until you can learn to sit down. I mean, that's that's fair. But it was Balance. also not uh, also good because <laughs> I usually depend on CBD, and they don't have that, which I think that's the number thing. 
number one thing they should have. Well, especially since it's legal. Yeah, and I kept saying that it's because of the pharmaceutical industry. It is. Like, they are making more money is. off that. And anytime I say I wanted CBD over medication, they would put me in there for longer. Because they oh, thought, that's fucked up, they thought I was dependent on CBD and that I needed to be on medication. What does dependent on CBD even mean? Other like, people are dependent on medication. It's just backwards because that's of how... That's so fucked and up. And the doctor was about to not let me leave on the last day because I still was not on medication and I said all I need is my CBD. And he was not going to let me leave because he doesn't make money if I'm not on meds by the time I'm out of there. Oh... I'm sorry, Corinne. That sucks. It was fucking... And that's why I called you, and I called Dad, and I called the lawyer, because I was like, now they understand what's going on with me. They've heard the difference in my voice. They know I'm fine. And if the doctor tries mm. to keep me in here longer when I'm fine, I am... I'm going to completely have a social justice case, and I will own your hospital by tomorrow. Fuck yes. <laughs> I'm going to take over Open Springs. But, that is fucked up, dude. I didn't... Yeah. So, like, I've heard... A lot of these stories, but I've never heard it chronologically like this. So I'm like, yeah. holy shit! Oh, and I it's went. Fucked up. It's... I was young, and I know I know our parents did not want to put me on medication. Didn't want to put me on medication. No. So actually, we're healthy. Well, no, for the most part. No, like I actually. So for me, I think every like you had a we different find experience. Our ways, yeah. yeah, and I I don't think it's one for any. Like I don't think taking meds means you you're find unhealthy. Your balance. That's all. Your chemical balance in right. your brain, whether it's CBD, whether it's with your medical card with weed, or whether it's prescription medication, right. you will find your balance. It's for some people's balance, they just need food and water. Some people actually need supplements. Some people need medications. I was trying to explain to them that I had my balance down, and now that I was broken, I needed to go home and readjust to my balance. And they did not accept that without medication because most people... Or I won't say most people. There are a lot of people that really do need medication. And I'm not... That's I'm, what I was going to say. Yeah. Is like, I feel like... That's what I wasn't going to cut you yeah. off. But no, I no, feel like... So for me, I felt like that kind of fucked me a little bit. Yeah. And not, not really, because I learned how to cope with these really hard yeah. emotions without medication for yeah. my entire... Life. Teenage... Yeah. yeah since childhood, yeah. I started thinking about suicide. And so, I, you know, I try to kill myself... And then I still don't get put on medication. Yeah. Because they think my parents think I didn't need medication. Whatever their reasoning was, um, they didn't think. And so for that, because of that, you know, I think I remember, I, I think I remember the explanation, but I was just like, it didn't really make a lot of sense, but I was, you know, everyone has this fear about taking medication, that it changes who you are, that it uh, makes, you know, makes you, makes Only who you, essentially you are Only if it alters you, you for the better, because it just has exactly. to do with chemical balances in your brain. So right. if you're lacking serotonin and you need serotonin, that's a supplement, that's not a fix. Yes. It's just a matter of when they try to give you stuff and fix you with the wrong medication, it will drive you crazy and they put me on Abilify which was definitely not the right medication for me and they tried to tell me sometimes you have to give it time and I told them absolutely fucking not if this is the worst I have felt in five years how are you gonna tell me I have to give it time I was feeling better than this before yeah so no I'm not gonna be put on medication that makes me feel like shit if it actually made me feel better I would take it but all medications I took were too heavy and they made my feel 
feel they made my brain feel like it was shocking itself. Like oh, I did not yeah, enjoy brain that. shocks are I get that when I come off clon or not clonopin, but yeah, if I come off clonopin too fast. It's not good. And so I was like, I have very low tolerance for everything. By the end, I was on ibuprofen and Benadryl. That yeah. is all I needed. That is the lowest dose of anything you can yeah. have in there. And that was the only thing that I was taking. And I looked at my doctor and I said, I am on medication. Those are my medications because I am that sensitive to whatever mm -hmm. else you are giving me. That ibuprofen helps me with the pain in my muscles and in my mind. Because now that I'm out of pain, I feel just more settled. Like it gives you like that tiny little buzz that you need. And then... Benadryl was the only thing that could help me sleep. And when I'm on the outside, it usually gives me sleep for 12 hours. While I was in there, I couldn't sleep longer than 7 because of, like, how anxious I felt just being in there. Yeah. That, and that's no anti-anxiety or bipolar or schizophrenic medication was going to help me because I was just uncomfortable. Yeah. It would have... Yeah. No, I, I definitely get what you're saying. And I think in those situations, it is like that. Yeah, for me, when I started, so I didn't take meds for as long as I did just because I felt like if I did, then it would, like, not change who I was, but, like... Change you for the worse. I'm well, now I'm for sure, like, it's just one of those things, like, for your health, you have to treat it like physical health is what I've decided is that, you know, I have to take, you know, I, I have to take this stuff probably for the rest of my life, and I hated that idea that I would have to take, I would have to be dependent mm -hmm. On medication but I don't think that I it's not I, like that, it's not though. like it's that. just because we were raised like that but it's really not like like if if you really do need the help and your brain really has been through a lot like it's there's nothing wrong with that mm -hmm. no there's not and like that that's but you know that's the first thought and yeah. that's kind of how you get there like yeah. there isn't anything wrong with that but that yeah. was my thought process yeah. so once I finally got on meds I got on meds probably like five years ago I just know I was like holy fuck like this is how you're supposed my to feel whole, this is how people actually feel I wasn't suicidal ever uh -huh. like you or know anxious just, or like I thought anxiety was a normal thing no. until someone tried to explain to me like no you're I thought, not supposed mm -hmm. to be thinking in your head all the time I'm like oh I just thought that was me always playing in your head but when I first moved back here and I didn't have recreational weed and all I had was CBD I was sober for a little bit and I noticed that I would continually write lists of the same thing over and over again because I, I could complete the list but then I felt like I needed to do something else or be productive again or needed to be doing something because my life wasn't on track yet and I like continued to feel like even after everything I was doing three hour gym sessions whatever I still felt like I was doing nothing just running in place yeah yeah and so I was just like this is this is not healthy for me and like I didn't realize people don't actually feel like that or maybe I mean if you're anxious you do but right. I did but not like, realize a that a baseline is yeah, not that. Yeah. I did not realize that my anxiety went so fast in my head that it was like not normal. Yeah. No, it took me a while to realize that as well and realize that I just am full I don't like saying this cuz it implies that people aren't functioning humans but like 
I function and actually thrive in my anxiety somehow. Yes. It's like which is what's made me successful. Is what yeah, they call it like as long as you're using it productively yes. versus I've in learned, order to demean yourself, yes. then it's yes. fine. So when I get in a really bad place, that's what it ends up being. Is I turn it inward on myself, yeah. and so it's like a really, it's a really weird. It's very complicated illnesses that I don't think our mental health system is equipped to understand or even to try to understand because we're all diagnosing symptoms because we need the labels to prescribe medication. If you don't think that's how it works, you're wrong. It's bullshit. They literally have the diagnoses. Like this is not this is not me making this up. This is like it I read this. This is research. This was in they said that in the actual They have to diagnose you with a name for your thing so that they can get the insurance to pay for their medications. That's literally how it works. But all of your mental illness, quote quote is actually your tra- how your trauma yeah. manifests in your life. Yeah. That's literally all it is. It's your yeah. physiologically changed reaction to how to how you react to things now because of trauma that you've had. Yeah. If that doesn't make sense, I love talking about this. Yeah. Ask me questions. Yeah. I recommended the book How the Body Keeps the Score. It's by a he has like a like I want to say like a like a Norwegian name I just maybe. Google it. Yeah, it's like a, he has like, it's definitely a foreign doctor, but he served, he worked with a lot of our VA patients here over the last, it's like research over the last 20 years about how inaccurate the, the system system is is, and actually how your brain works and how it evolves and changes. So it made way more sense to me than anything that's ever been explained to me in my life. So yeah, I recommend that, checking that out and just educating on mental health in general because what I was telling Corinne is I kind of felt, you know, like her symptoms felt very schizo and I've never been around anyone that, so I had to start reading about it. Like, what is this like? What does it do? Like, you know, it makes you think that people are chasing you and that, you know, you're going to dissociate and like, you know, things like that. Yeah, that's actually what was going on is I, I felt like everybody was everybody Mm -hmm. because it does make sense. Like, you are going to be a different person in different rooms based on the people you're around unless you are yourself, which I am always myself, but I started noticing the minute details of people being other people, like, oh, you're being like mom right now, oh, you're being like dad right now, oh, you're being like yeah. this person or that person right now, because it that is who we are. We are made up of all the people that we surround ourselves by and we've ever come in contact with. Right. But that most important person to identify with is yourself. Right. And if you cannot identify with yourself, like... You're always going to hear yeah. everyone else's voices yeah. that are shaming and you, sh- you or telling you lies it, or, you know... Like, you can hear those people and, like, there's literally I hear nothing good thing. wrong yeah. with that. Yeah. It's more a matter of, like, just know that it's not everybody else it is you it is how you process it it is how you think it is Mm -hmm. how things really are is how you perceive it but also know if you start seeing delusions (laughs) but also know if ever if everyone else around you is telling you that you're not okay then then it's it's probably true yeah then it's maybe time to go just get get i was i was deep 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 down in that rabbit hole because i just had found out a lot of I won't say lies, but a lot of secrets that I was not told through my whole life, and it just kind of 
made my whole life make sense and then it made too much sense and then I didn't make any sense. So. <laughs> that's a re- that's a pretty good That was it. evolution. Yeah. 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 Um so where did we talk about your release and fighting for your rights and stuff? Oh, so basically I'll just say Let's finish it up real quick. Um my my main thing in there is that I was a lot of people didn't understand me because I was identifying with my Kentucky self, my Oklahoma self, and my um, California self. And people were thinking that saying I was from different places was like bragging or saying I was from different places was what made me have multiple personalities or something like that. And I'm just like, yes and no. So my, my main thing is, is just like, You can identify as whoever you want to be in whatever moment, but you have to learn how to control yourself. I think you have to learn to, I don't know if Or be okay with it. I think it's about integration. No, you can't. It's like, it's like you, that was what I was trying to do is control everybody else and it's just not possible. Like, you have to take control of yourself. You have to be that person for yourself, and if you are not that person, people will think you're crazy, even if you're just trying to help. And that's that's a wrap. That's about it. That's pretty much it. Um, I love talking about mental health. If you want more of these episodes, let me fucking know. I'll be in on these ones, and then Laura can and Matt yeah, can keep I'll, it. Yeah, I'll, I'll finish it. With <laughs> we love I, all of it. So. <laughs> well, I realized that I didn't even say, like, you know, what we were doing, like, I think yeah. everyone pretty much does. So Max missing from this one because I said we were all going through shit. Mental our our schedules shit. really didn't match up for the last couple of weeks, mental health, and then but this Laura's week it was just... Vacation. Oh, yeah. And um, <laughs> by the time you are listening to this, I should be on the beaches in Florida. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm doing, I'm trying to do all the things. I'm going for the gusto. I'm trying oh, yeah. to... Go hard or go home. I stayed home for the last year of my life. I'm trying. I know it's not really the time to get back out in the world, but I need, need it. I need it for me. So I'm going to yeah. go see my best friend, Danny. Hey, shout out to Danny. Shout out to Danny Nettles. She's getting TikTok famous. Hell fucking yeah. whore. <laughs> Literally, I gave Good her like her. five fucking tips. Good for her. I'm so it. excited. I'm just ready to live in your mansion with you. <laughs> Manifest all the things. Manifesting all of the things. Love it. Fuck yeah. We kept it under an hour. I'm always, right. like, impressed when I can get through my stories without... It's good. Yeah, it is good. Progress, not perfection, right? Oh, yes. All right, well, um, Love yeah. You guys. <laughs> Comment. Um, let's see, so we know you made it to the end. What emoji should we put? Mm, a poop emoji. Yeah, shit, because the world is fucking shit right yes, now. Yes, absolutely. Our world is shit, but we are fucking... Thriving in this shit We are planting shit in the shit, and it will grow. Absolutely. Because that's the circle of life. Amen. (laughs) On that note, thank you guys so much. Boy.